Welcome back to the Traders Improve podcast. My name is Rolf and I am your podcast host. I'm also the co-founder of TradeSciety.com, where we are sharing trading education on a weekly basis and also offer premium trading education. And I'm also the co-founder of EdgeWonk.com, which is an online trading journal. And I've been trading myself for over 15 years. And this week in this podcast, I have two powerful mindset hacks with very practical applications that can make a huge difference in your trading, but they go also way beyond trading. And I will also share my personal approach to how I apply those two mindset hacks and I provide some insights into my weekly routine. But first of all, before we get into the episode, I want to say, wow, over the last few weeks after I have reactivated our blog at TradeCity, also started making regular podcasts again and reactivated our newsletter, I have received so many nice emails from you. And I am truly blown away and I really, really appreciate the feedback. It is great to see that so many of you are eager and happy to see that I am back and providing regular podcasts and trading uh, education and tips again. It's really cool to see the positive and supportive community around Trade Society. Also, I have restarted our weekly email newsletter and every Thursday I send out a new email with trading tips that I have never shared anywhere else before. So it's a very private email newsletter with completely new insights. And if you want to sign up totally for free, you can do that at tradesciety.com newsletter. I will also put the link to that in the podcast description. But enough with that, let's get into today's podcast episode. And I want to focus and dissect two very important concepts regarding the mental game of trading. They feed back a little bit into trading routines and building a good trading routine. And those concepts are not just related to trading, but as you will see, they actually find application outside of your trading and can make a huge difference in all different areas. And addressing those two mindset hacks is especially helpful for traders who are relatively new to this entrepreneurial endeavor which trading is since you are basically your own one-man business and you are responsible for everything that is going on in your trading and you are the one who needs to get everything done. If you don't do it, nobody else will do it for you. And from my experience, I know that making it work requires a radical mindset shift compared to how we generally are brought up and how we generally go through our school, university, and also act in our regular careers. All right, so let's tackle the first, where well, we cannot necessarily call it hack, but I think it's just a very effective, efficient way and approach on how to go about a specific area of your, your life and your, your trading. And for that, I wanna reference the saying, show me how you spend your time, your money and your energy, and I will show you what is important to you. And a common issue that many traders or people in general have is that they don't use their time very effectively. Most people have very busy lives. You have maybe a job, you have a family, you have obligations, hobbies and interests. And therefore, you need to make sure that the little time that you can set aside for your trading is used in the most effective way so that you can make actually some progress and move the needle on your trading. And I was guilty of making mistakes in the beginning because when I started trading, I was just getting started in university. I just finished 
my high school, I was working at the site and nobody until that point has ever taught me this entrepreneurial mindset. Up until that point, I was always told what I should be doing and what is asked in the test next week in high school and uni. And there was always a very clear path going forward. However, in trading, this is obviously not the case. And it's very similar to when you run your own business. Nobody will tell you what to do. You have to figure it out on your own. And also you have to make sure that the things need to get done. You need to apply a lot of self-discipline. And it's very easy to waste our time, especially in today's world, when there are so many distractions always waiting for us everywhere, every corner. However, I was able to apply a, a different approach that really over time made a huge difference. And in the beginning, the approach and my approach was not perfect, but over time I have optimized it and I want to show you and share with you how I make sure that whenever I have set my long-term goals, that whatever I do in a specific week, actually the needle is moved forward, I can make progress, I don't waste as much time and I can use my time in the most effective way. So at the beginning of every week, typically every Sunday, what I do is I write down my weekly to-do list with the most important tasks that I wanna get done in that week. And I would recommend to use a physical notepad. I have it always here at my desk, always open at any point in time and I write down what I need to get done Monday through Friday. And I use a physical notepad specifically because I found that when I was using digital apps or programs such as Wunderlist or Evernote or Notion in the past, I was easily forgetting about my to-dos and I found that the to-do list just get buried somewhere on my phone and on my computer and I would have to actively pull up the to-do list to see what needs to get done. And having it open, visible, staring at me at all times throughout all day, I am way more likely to actually do those things. And I found this makes a huge, huge difference. And the second benefit of such an approach, what I found is that it brings a lot more awareness to how I spend my time and my energy during the week. Very often I would find that I was arriving at Friday night and although I felt quite busy during the week and I never felt like I had a lot of free time at the same time I also didn't feel like I was making a lot of progress and that was a really frustrating feeling and I found that making sure at every beginning of the week every Sunday I identify the most important things the high impact tasks that need to get done and having them right in front of me and making sure that they actually get done made such a huge huge difference okay so let's get back to the actual list and for each day of the week, I write down what I want to get done. And then once I have completed that, I look at the final list for the coming week. And I ask myself, if I did all of those things, would this be a successful week? And in the case of trading, things that would make your week successful, that move the needle, that help you make progress are backtesting, journaling, or writing, for example, a strategy guide, writing down a business plan as a trader. And those things are really the foundations and the pillars. The more you backtest, the better typically your pattern recognition will be, the more confidence you will have as well in your trading, the more you will learn about your trading system, about the markets. Mindlessly looking at charts during the day, hunting signals is a total waste of your time. You will not see any progress. However, backtesting, really getting involved into the backtesting approach, 
recording your trades, digging into the data, that's really where you find a lot of progress. Also, spending time with your journal. The more time you spend with your trading journal, making sure that all of your trade records have been captured and have been journaled correctly and with a lot of detail, the more insights you will gain. All of the answers to your trading success are always found in your trading journal. And by the way, if you don't have a trading journal, we created edgewonk.com and as a podcast listener, you will get a little bit of a discount. For that, check the podcast description below to get our special discount code for our podcast listeners. And third, after journaling and backtesting, what really helps is that writing a trading business plan or writing a strategy plan. For example, a great example in our uh, mentoring group, last week there was a trader who has recorded all of the trades that were talked about during our last recent webinars and he put it into a huge PowerPoint presentation and he shared it in the group for all the traders. However, the most benefit is for the trader himself. The other traders in the community, maybe some will benefit from it, but having spent the time to really go through the webinars, pay very close attention, try to rethink and think through all of the trades that have been discussed will make such a huge difference. If, for example, you're learning a new trading strategy, maybe you have bought a new course, set aside a Word document or a physical notebook or whatever you use, but really go through the course, write down important insights, write down the, th the things that you have learned, write down the trading rules, apply the knowledge to charts, try to annotate charts yourself, try to apply the knowledge and capture it in some way. I was recently listening to a podcast. I don't, f I, I don't remember where I listened to it, but they were talking about effective and efficient learning. And they said there are three layers and levels to effective learning. The first very surface layer, it's where you are just being taught passively and you are just listening passively to the subject matter. This happens mostly in university or in school where you have one lecturer and a professor or a teacher and he's just speaking, spitting out the knowledge. Or maybe you're watching a video course or maybe you're reading a book. This is a very passive surface level consuming. You're not going to learn as much. The second layer and the second level of learning is when you actually write down what you have learned and you try to put it into your own words. You will see right away if you have understood the topic at hand or if there are still some things that you haven't understood. And the third level and the third layer of learning is then trying to teach someone else, trying to explain what you have learned to someone else in a way that the other person can listen and can also understand it. And if you have completed the three levels, then you have made so much more progress than when you have just passively consumed the topic at hand. Okay, so let's get back to uh, our things that we need to schedule for our trading, backtesting, journaling, and writing things out. And if you don't schedule those things in your weekly to-do list, you will easily come up with excuses to avoid them and then by the end of the week you will feel like you have made no progress because you have made no progress. And months can go by and you feel like you're doing everything, you're always watching at charts, you're always drawing support and resistance level every day to keep up with the price action, but you're not learning anything meaningful. So it's very, very important that we schedule those high impact tasks and you don't need to spend all day back testing, but maybe two or three, four times a week, 30 to 60 minutes, 
having a backtesting session where you focus exclusively on your backtest can make a huge difference. Or setting aside twice a week, 30 minutes for your journaling routine. This is already a huge improvement over how other traders and how most traders will approach their trading and they will never spend any time backtesting or journaling. So it's very important that we schedule in those high impact tasks. Also, what I find is that when I review my to-do list that I've created for the week ahead, sometimes I find that I have put too many minor to-dos on the list that will not make a huge progress. So then I would revisit my, my monthly and my quarterly goals to remind myself of what needs to get done and also to check in with my long-term vision, my long-term goal, where I see myself in five years and 10 years. And then usually what I will also have is a way to break down the long-term goal instead of just having a five-year vision, which seems so far and out of reach right now, you have to make sure that you break down your long-term goal. And if you have done that, you can then align your weekly to-do list and help you move towards your long-term goals as well. So you need to make sure that you schedule high-impact to-dos in your weekly to-do list. Don't have to be every day, but at least a few times per week. And then obviously Monday through Friday, I will just tick off the things that did get done. And then by the end of the week, I can see how well I did. If all the tasks have been completed, that's a good sign, obviously. But I would also ask myself, if I felt busy enough or did I have a lot of free time during the week because then it could indicate that I could have added some more projects to my to-do list. And if I find that I have unchecked to-dos in the end of the week, I will also take an honest self-assessment. Did I fool around this week? Did I waste time somewhere? What did I do and why didn't I get things completed? Uh, or I ask myself, did I overwhelm myself? Did I schedule too much? or what is the actual cause for not getting things done. So some people may now say, wow, I listened to you ramble for 15 minutes or so, and all you said was get a to-do list and write it down at the beginning of the week. However, I personally believe and I have seen in myself that this way of scheduling can really make a huge, huge difference. And there is a night and day difference in my life before and after implementing this approach. And if you feel that you have room for improvement, if you feel that you're not making enough progress, I would really urge you to take a good look at how you spend your time and really audit your time spent during the week. How often have you felt at the end of the week that you have not made any progress, nothing got done, and this made you very frustrated. If this is the case, I would highly recommend give this a try and I'm pretty sure you will also see the huge benefits of following such an approach and bringing more awareness to how you spend your time and actively scheduling high impact tasks. All right, the first point that I want to talk about is completed. And the podcast is getting a little bit long, but I think we are today on episode 200 so I think we can do a little bit of extra time here and the second concept ties in with the first one and here I want to cite the saying how you do one thing is how you do all things and this is such a powerful concept that if applied consistently will help you lift your work quality to a completely new level but not only your work quality you will see that it will also impact every other area of your life. It's also a very powerful and effective method 
to get to know yourself objectively and to find out what type of person are you really. And you can look around yourself right now. Ask and check, is your desk clean? Is there any trash laying around? Is the computer cluttered or do you have a very clean workspace? And we can keep going and make bigger cycles. How does your car look inside and outside? Do you use it as a garbage disposal? You never clean it, you never take care of it, you never do any maintenance on it? Or are you generally a person that takes care of the things that you own? Is your bike broken down and needs a new tire and you haven't done it in months? Is there something in your apartment that you wanted to fix for a while but you still haven't gotten around to do it or you tell yourself so? When something falls to the floor, do you pick it up or do you think that someone else will do it for you? What is the phone call that you keep putting off for weeks and weeks and weeks now? What other admin tasks haven't you taken care of? And you may now think, come on, Rolf, this is way over the top. What does this have to do with my trading? But let's keep going and just hear me out. You've been into this podcast for maybe a little bit over 15 minutes. Give me another five minutes and this will really change the way you look at many things. So when you are at work or when you do something else, it could be really anything related to a hobby, a chore or whatever. Do you sometimes think that this is good enough, even though you fully know that this is not good enough? If, for example, you would hire someone to clean your house or do a specific job for you, paint the fence and he would forget things and he would leave the job halfway done, maybe only 90% done, would you still say, ah, oh, well, this is good enough. I will pay you anyway the full price. Of course you wouldn't. Or if you run your own business and your employee only does the job for maybe 90% and then he tells you, no one will notice that. It doesn't matter. This is good enough. Will you accept this from your employee? I'm pretty sure you won't. And this mindset is such a slippery slope towards low quality work and ultimately very, very bad outcomes because if you keep cutting corners long enough, it becomes who you are and it will leak into every part of your life. Also, if you have kids, you are setting a very, very bad role model by going by the saying, this is good enough. Your kids will quickly learn that, oh, dad doesn't mean it. He doesn't care about things being done the right way and they, they will adopt it very, very quickly. And your employees will notice that as well. If you keep cutting corners, if you keep going for the shortcuts, if you don't pay attention to the work, if you don't mind if things don't get done properly, they will adopt it and then very, very quickly, everything else will degrade as well. So let's come back to your trading and then it will become clear as well. Let's say you're doing a back test, but you're doing it in a very sloppy way and you record your trades not very precisely. Sometimes you forget to count a loss and other times you may use the benefit of hindsight to make a win a little bit bigger than it actually was just to make you feel good. What will then happen when you take that strategy live? In the backtest it has shown great promise, made you a lot of money, but obviously it will probably not live up to your expectations in the live markets and it will perform much worse than in your backtest because you haven't done things the proper way, you have cut corners and you have accepted mediocre or just very bad work. And I've also seen many traders are very distracted while they're trading, they're not taking trading seriously, they have other things going on at the same, si at the same time and they're just not professional enough about their trading. And such traders, 
very often miss trades because they're not paying attention. They haven't done their trading plans. They maybe even click sell instead of buy. I've seen this many times. They size a trade incorrectly. They put a decimal on their position size at a wrong spot. Suddenly you're risking one lot instead of 0.1 or you're risking 10 lot instead of one lot. You are maybe setting a target at the wrong level because you didn't pay attention to your chart. You miss a news release because you didn't check the news calendar and so on and so forth. But the good news is that you can decide that you want to be that person that is not accepting good enough as an option. First, you can look around you right now and you list everything that needs to get done around the house, your apartment, your office, and you start at the smallest possible area. You start bringing everything in order around you and you keep making bigger circles. And then you can start doing this as well for your trading. You clean up your computer, you create an effective workspace, and this is both in a digital and the physical sense. You make sure that your trading office is clean, that everything is at the right spot, everything is where you need it. You don't have any clutter laying around, but also in the digital sense. You clean up your computer, you make sure that your desktop is clean, you don't have dozens and dozens of shortcuts on your desktop. All the tools are ready where you need them. Everything is organized and very, very tidy. Also clean up your strategy guide. Make sure that you have a trading business plan. Organize your notes, catch up with your journaling, and you can just keep going and tidying things up more and more. And obviously you can apply this to all the different areas in your life. And the more you practice this, the faster you will see transformations in yourself and you can build new habits and you can really reshape your character. You will hold yourself accountable to the highest standards and you don't cut corners anymore. And you slowly develop yourself into the person that does things as well as you possibly can. And when you're honest with yourself, you always know anyway when you're cutting a corner and when you're not going all the way and, and you're looking for a shortcut, right? We always know when we're honest with ourselves that what are we doing is not the optimal way. So we can stop that and whenever we catch ourselves by going for the shortcut, going for the easy way, then we correct our behavior. So as you can see, the two concepts tie in very, very nicely together. With the first concept, we develop an approach that brings more awareness to our work and it helps us to direct our time and energy to those things that are meaningful to us and our long-term vision. And the second concept makes sure that we engage in high quality work that helps us improve our performance ultimately as well. And I hope you were able to find something in the podcast that made sense to you that you can apply in your own training, in your own life. If you did, let me know, reach out via email. Make sure to also subscribe to our newsletter. Every Thursday I'm sending out a new email and you will hear from me again next week. Until then, happy trading.